1: We're officially one minute late. We apologize. We were putting on our matchy-matchy hats. What do you think of our matchy-matchy hats? I think they look good.
2: I'm uh, I'm happy it's actually a size that's normal for my head, and I don't have to pinch my skull.
1: So if you're watching this on podcast, you probably can't see our matching hats. We're wearing matching Purina hats. We feed our horses Purina. We like the products. Yes, they gave us hats. My favorite Purina product is the Outlast. It helps keep their tummies happy. So that's my favorite. Which
2: is really the biggest thing in there.
1: Yes. And it's affordable. I'm all about affordable and stuff that works. Um, What are we talking about tonight? Um, We better open the chat. Who's watching? Hello, who's here? What are we talking about? Oh, Kino's here. Hi, Ellie kina and ellie are here excellent um tonight we're talking about a lot of things we have many questions to answer what are our plans for this weekend how happy are you
2: um we're going boating i'm stealing you away for a couple of days
1: yes it's so hot i figured i might as well go sailing now while it's very hot for riding and it would be perfect for sailing so that's our plan This weekend, Herman has been catching a ton of halibut. You caught like what, like nine last weekend?
2: Yeah. Yes. Well, between two days, yeah. Yes. So good for him. So we're probably, maybe we'll find some more, we'll make dinner. We'll have fresh fish for dinner.
1: That would be very nice. That's the,
2: that's the idea anyway.
1: Yes. Um, Okay, first thing I wanted to talk about is office hours, video review sessions. For those of you that are in strides or training scale masterclass, you know what I'm talking about. Inside my courses, what we do, which is super fun, is that you submit videos of your riding for us to review. And then we do like a group session. We pull up everyone's videos and come on. Yes. I'm in, in, I'm in training. I'm in training your oh. eyes. Okay. okay. So he did a video I'm in training session to do,
2: uh, what is it? Office hours,
1: office hours. He okay. did office, office hours, hours with me and it was fantastic because you're like very funny and personable and everyone was like waving and they were like, Oh, we, we want more they like my
2: stories. They like my uh, analogies. Yes. Like funny stories.
1: Because you do, you teach a lot through stories and analogies and that can be really, really helpful so what was really cool was together we worked with one student and we worked do you remember that the lady on the chestnut on the horse. chestnut
2: and the gray horse both of those yeah they wrote back that it went well
1: oh yeah yeah but specifically the lady on the chestnut horse and so we worked on her keeping more connection in the outside ring like her mom was like okay you're doing your serpentines you need to keep more connection in the outside ring and she did her homework And then she submitted video on Wednesday for office hours during the training scale. And it was so cool to see the difference and the improvement, like just from that one little tip that we were able to give her. And then she saw it too. She went and did her homework and it made a huge difference. So what did you think of office hours?
2: That was good. It was good because um, it's different, right? Because yeah. I don't have the people there, you know, when we go over it and we go over it, you watch the video, you tell them, and then they got to go do it on their own. And so you just don't know how that's going to go. Yeah,
1: it's a different, it's a different way of lesson.
2: teaching. Yeah.
1: But I also think it's incredibly useful because in my office hours last night, actually, I'm like a little bit sick and I started losing my voice. Like I literally couldn't talk in office hours. And So the people were, like, talking a lot more. And just by watching video of yourself riding, a lot of times you identify and you can kind of teach yourself. Well,
2: that and the other people are watching the same videos and seeing and and then that information. Because, you know, you plant the seed and then you'll trip over it yourself one day and go, oh, that's what they were talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so it is really a different way and kind of a more, like, taking personal responsibility for your writing, as opposed to just waiting for someone to tell you. But it was cool in my office hours. I was like, well, I don't even need to tell you what to do because you just identified all your problems and have a plan to fix it and so good for you. But I do really enjoy the office hours and seeing videos is very helpful because like written questions, it's hard to get a feel. And Herman and I have taught so many people that if we literally see a two-minute video, we can tell you exactly what you need to I work on. I can
2: formulate a plan. Yes. Right? I mean, I can, which is what I do when I teach a regular lesson. I watch them do their warm-up and then go, OK, just take it to the training scale. What am I not seeing? What about their body is not letting them achieve those things? And that's what we're going to work on.
1: Absolutely. Um, what else? Oh, one exciting thing. Both of us got new saddles this week. Yes.
2: Frankie's shape has changed tremendously and she's popped up in the front. So we went with the uh, custom Everest, which has got a lot higher wither. It's a lot more room for her withers because I was having to pad up the other one. So I got another, I got another custom saddle
1: that, uh, got more room for her withers. Excellent. And Harvey got a new saddle too. So, Thank you, Sarah Booth, Custom Saddlery, Avier. Those I think are both of our favorite saddles. And saddle is so important because it's like the sandwich between you and your horse. And so it has to fit right and it has to support your position and it can make all the difference. It can make your life easier or it can make your life a lot harder. So
2: certainly your horse's life easier or harder for sure.
1: Yeah. I actually, this week, I rode in a jumping saddle because I was doing some filming and some videos, and it's a lot different riding in a jumping saddle. You should, if you have a really good position, you should be able to ride in any saddle. But the different saddles are designed for a purpose, right? Like a jumping saddle is designed so you can get out of the saddle. A dressage saddle keeps you more in the saddle. What do you think?
2: absolutely i mean you know form to function right those saddles are made the jump saddle made to help you get up and over so you can get over the fence easy now saying that i jump in my dressage saddle i don't care but then again i'm jumping you know two and a half foot three at the most right you know not that big a deal you know if you're going to go over you know four foot and five foot that's a whole other thing
1: oh here's a perfect question to start with from megan my horse is a bit back sore, expecting to be in pain from a previous ill-fitting saddle. Ah. What are some things I can do to help him? I've noticed him struggling the most in the canner. He's rushing, running away. I rode yesterday and two-pointed. The canner both ways, and he seemed much happier. Is that a good place yeah, to start?
2: exactly, because if you've changed the saddle, he's gonna have some muscle memory and think, oh my God, oh my God, and so you've gotta just lighten the load up there and let him really come over his back. And he needs to feel his back in a different way and know that it doesn't bother him anymore. And so two points great.
1: Yes. Next question is from Melissa. Any tips to tell if you are sitting straight and centered in the saddle if you are riding in an arena with no mirrors?
2: Get a friend to look at you. (laughs)
1: or get someone to take pictures or video
2: right then you can look at the video later uh yeah on your own it's 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 because it feels right but just because it feels right doesn't mean it is right and uh i mean i was teaching today and when she sat crooked on the right in her mind she was actually straight um what you can do though, is you can stand in front of your mirror at home, in the bathroom, in the hallway, wherever you've got a mirror, and you close your eyes and you stand in the mirror. And with your eyes closed, feel yourself straight, and then open your eyes and look in the mirror and see if you're actually straight.
1: Yes, because often you think you're straight when you're not. The only thing that- Just because
2: you're familiar with that feeling doesn't mean it's the right feeling.
1: Yeah. The only thing that you can do is just keep checking in with your seat bones and make sure you can feel even weight in your seat bones and even weight in your stirrups. Um, That's the one thing that you can do, but definitely picture or video. Okay. Next question. This is a good question. How do you stay motivated as you move up the levels? My horse lives at home. I haul in for lessons. Everything has been going fine until this year. We'll be competing at I won, but feeling very unmotivated and disconnected. I'm showing in two weeks.
2: That is a whole. So, I mean, is the I won a big leap? Are you uncomfortable showing the I won? So we're hesitant. Um, But just to answer the first question is how to stay motivated? I always just kind of think about the fun I have riding. It doesn't really matter what I'm doing. I'm on a horse riding and it's that's a good day. And then everything else is just gravy. I mean, that's the, everything else is icing on the cake, but if I'm on my horse, everything's fine.
1: Yeah. I think that's that's really important is that as much as we have goals and we want to move up the levels and we want to show is, like, remember your why. Like, why do you have horses? Why do you ride? And it was funny. I was talking to this week, this lady this week, about, like, competing and kind of the emotional side of that and what my goals were. And she was like, okay, so you make it to the Olympics. Like, so then, like, then what? How does that change you? How does that change your life or your happiness? And the reality of it is, it like, it doesn't. Like if you go to the show and you do well, great, congratulations. If you go to the show and you do badly, okay, like it doesn't change anything. It's still your horse and the process and, you know, the show is just kind of the recognition side of it, but it doesn't, it shouldn't change your relationship with your horse. And even when you're at a show, it should still be about like, I love my horse. I'm proud of my horse. I'm excited to be here. That's, that's all it's about.
2: I know every time I go down the center line and I'm gonna make that turn, and the last thing I tell it myself and my horse, <laughs> is like eh, we're just going horseback riding. I mean, whatever. I'm just running, I'm just riding my horse.
1: Look, Kina says, Hey, it's Herman, our hero. Oh,
2: thank you very Comment
1: much. Comment in the chat if you think Herman is
2: I'm
1: so happy that you're finally coming on Facebook Live. Okay, here's a question from Facebook user. Any tips to collect? To help a Frisian collect the canner, I've been trying. And you think it means walk or trot? Somehow I'm shutting his down, him down.
2: Um, I would be thinking maybe gallop down the long side and make a circle at the end.
1: Yeah, use the circle to collect it. Yeah,
2: and that way, you know, and then eventually those aids will the horse will be like, oh, I'm collecting. And those are those aids they use because on the circle I collected, but I would really go boldly down the long side and then make a circle at the end.
1: I think it's also important, what is the definition of collection? It's not slowing down. It's quicker, active, more... Shorter, higher. Yeah. And so...
2: Shorter, higher, shorter, higher. So your brain has got to go fast, Yeah, right? Because it's shorter, higher, shorter, higher that the stride gets shorter, higher, shorter, higher. So your brain has got to go faster. So but anyway, that's how we do it Would I would be thinking boldly down the long side, and like a 12 meter circle, maybe 10 is too much, but you want to be between 10 and 15. So that the size of the circle really helps get the horse's weight back onto the
1: hind legs. Okay, next question from Patty. I've been so frustrated with the contact. One trainer says, take firm contact and get the neck down. Another says, let the horse go out to the contact, but don't force the neck position. My six-year-old pulls down and then lifts his neck up, then repeat, I want to keep the slack out, but when the neck comes up, my elbows go backwards. Never had a horse take such inconsistent contact before. Thoughts?
2: Read that again.
1: Okay. Frustrated with contacts. One trainer says, take firm contact, get the neck down. Another trainer says, let the horse go out of contact, but don't force neck position. My six-year-old pulls down, then lifts his neck up, then repeat.
2: So I'm in agreement with the don't force the head position because then you're going to get into a fight, right? but you have to have a contact. You can't have the slack rein and let the thing just put his head wherever he wants. And it's it's the right amount where you can keep the horse in a horizontal balance, right? And so if his head flies up and you keep a contact, I'm kind of all right with that. If he goes down, not so good with that. You want to keep that horizontal balance because if he curls, then he's going to get on the forehand and then it's just going to be difficult to fix that. So curling low is not a good thing. Horizontal, no slightly out on the bit, that's okay. Um, but yeah, if you, if you lock your hands down and they're immovable, then you're not there's a there's an oscillation to the horse's neck and the walking and in the canner and in the trot too just not as much and if you don't allow for that oscillation then the horse develops a weird mechanic so it isn't for i mean i don't i don't force a horse's head in a particular position that roundness is a natural result of a horse that's going forward and supple on the bit and then you that starts to understand half halts and stuff and so it will get round just By going correctly, it's not a force trick thing where I jam my hand down and bend my horse. And so then his head goes down. So you want to have that elastic feel, put a a boundary to how low he can go. And if he comes up and he still holds the bit, just ride forward, get him to the contact. He will come through, go to the bit and then lower as a natural course of learning what the aids mean. Yeah, that's a very reader's digest version of a very complicated thing.
1: Yes, contact (laughs) connection is so hard for those of the students that are in the training scale masterclass. We're on, we're talking about contact and connection, and we're doing it over two weeks because it is so complicated and so hard. And the thing about contact is that it's always a reflection like what you feel in your hand is a reflection of the hind leg and the back. So in that situation if your horse is like down and up and all over the place they're not using their back and
2: the tempo is probably slow fast slow fast because it isn't one two one two
1: <clears throat> yeah and i also think that the um a really good thing to help with that is inside leg to outside rein. that will help to engage the inside hind leg and and to minimize the like down and up and down and up
2: right because when you get the access in through the rib cage it's then the horse can come through right when they're when they're braced in the ribs all that energy gets just blocked and it doesn't end up in your hand
1: someone's asking where's levi he's he's really hot today he's on the ground you can, might be able to see his foot there <laughs> there's levi <laughs> levi they're wondering really, where you are really, 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 really. poor Levi he really doesn't like the heat and I left him in the car this morning like the windows were all open while I was teaching a lesson and he like vomited all over my back seat it was so bad and the poor kid at the barn we paid him ten dollars to clean my back seat. oh wait I'm
2: not in the picture <laughs> so anymore.
1: yeah he did a really good job though so, but yeah, poor Levi, he doesn't like the heat.
2: Yeah, the, the heat is, well, for all of you guys that are in the heat <laughs> east of us, oh man, it's a drainer, isn't it? You get up early and you got to get them done early because, yeah. man, that heat is, that's is, that's no joke.
1: Yes, it was hot today. Okay, here's a question from Brooke, and I think she's here. So she says, I'm an experienced rider, having done fox hunting, show jumping, trail riding, but I'm completely new to this option. My new horse is a 17-hand, very powerful schoolmaster, and the person I'm riding with is afraid he might run away with me. So how do you suggest is the best for me to begin to canter in an indoor arena?
2: Well, if you're in an indoor arena, you've got it made because if he does kick up his heels and take off, just ride quiet. Um, Like Mark Twain said, if they're running you out of town, get in front and make it look like a parade. So. if he kicks up his heels uh, Pee Wee herman in his movie he said i meant to do that when he wipes out on the bicycle you you have to have the attitude of right i i wanted to do this and a horse goes around and then he goes oh okay what now because it'll go half a circle two circles around but if you're in an indoor and he takes off um just pretend you wanted to do that okay that's his answer <laughs>
1: That's fun. the male he'll, version.
2: He'll go. He'll make a circle or two, and then he'll be with you.
1: Oh, that's true. Ask on a circle. Ask as you come towards the rail. Um, like if you're really nervous about it, have your trainer put you on a lunge line to start with. That might help. And sit back. Keep your hands down. That's my advice.
2: And but she did say she's ridden before, right? She's jumped and done some stuff. That's not like. I mean. I wouldn't suggest that for a brand new beginner. I mean, because you know, when horses go fast, that's a kind of an eye-opening experience. But it seemed like she had ridden some.
1: Oh, look, Keena says Pee Wee was my hero. She must have known Pee Wee. Who's Pee Wee?
2: Pee Wee Herman was a. Oh. Uh, he was a comedian.
1: Oh, I thought you meant Pee Wee, your horse. Pee-wee. No,
2: not Pee Wee, my horse. Pee Wee Herman. Tell uh,
1: them about Pee Wee, your horse.
2: Pee Wee was seventeen one, and he was a stallion. And he was like a bright, brand new penny. He was so shiny and uh, he was quite difficult it's <laughs> enough to be said about that okay but peewee Herman he had a, a peewee's big top adventure or something anyway anyway he crashes and he jumps up and he says I meant to do that and your horse doesn't know the difference see that's the point of the story is that if you act like you wanted to the horse doesn't know that he got away with anything if right. you make it an issue and then you start grabbing and pulling and I didn't want that. Now the horse. now you've got an issue.
1: Okay. Yeah. She says your husband's answer made me laugh. I have suggested bending on the lunge line. I would be good on the lunge line and then try his answer. <laughs> once you feel a little bit more confident, because there definitely is an element. Like if you get scared, your horse is going to get scared. But if, your horse goes a little fast and you just sit up there and you're like, okay, I'm going to sit back. We're going to stay on the circle. This is fine. I'm going to breathe. Then your horse will start to relax. And so you have to just always like force yourself to stay calm, even if you're afraid, which is not the easiest thing. Okay um next question is from sophie my nine-year-old mare is wonderful once warmed up but starts out almost lazy and dull do you have any advice on warm-up patterns or exercises that would help to get her hotter off the legs sooner in our rides i don't want to get in the habit of nagging her and making it worse some people tell me to take up contact sooner and some say to stretch her longer thanks Read again
2: i was reading these what happened
1: you always do that (laughs) okay so her horse is lazy in the warm-up and kind of dull warm-up patterns or exercises that would help her get in front of the leg sooner some people tell me to take up more contact others say stretch her longer
2: um I would be in the with the just a horizontal balance and lengthen and circle and lengthen and circle straight lines help the forward Uh, curve lines help the bend so if it's going kind of slow i'd be on some straight lines if it gets stiff then make a circle but get on a straight line and go yeah and um yeah just an elastic feel that's in a horizontal balance
1: when the horse is really starting to go forward then you can take it a bit more but yeah the sometimes with horses that are lazy if you try to stretch them too much at the beginning like you don't have enough energy and so then they kind of just
2: just get on the forehand, yeah, and even sluggish, more even, even more sluggish.
1: But I would recommend transitions are a really good way to get your horse more in front of the leg, like walk, trot, walk, or even walk, halt, walk. I also find that horses that are a little lazy, if you take them like on a little hack first, or if you can walk them around the property like outside of the arena. Yeah,
2: that's true. Cause then they get a little more stimulated mentally because they're not inside going, oh my God, this again.
1: Yeah. Or sometimes even just a little thing like putting a pole in the arena and just like trotting or cantering over the pole that can be. A good way to motivate a horse that's um that's a little bit on the lazier side.
2: Do you want to answer this one?
1: Oh yeah, we have a question. What's the highest level of competition you've done? Are you answering? First?
2: Um so in dressage, I've ridden the Grand Prix uh on two horses, and you've made five of them?
1: No, mm-hmm. yeah. something like that.
2: And then eventing uh, the highest I did was prelim so if hope that helps make you think that we actually know something about what we're talking about (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah
1: the grand prix is hard it's like a whole different sport when you get to the grand prix level and i remember my first grand prix horse trump you know and i i trained trump like i was the first one to ever sit on him and i got him all the way to the grand prix but i when i did like the pre-saint george and the i One, i was getting like high 60s and I went out and I did my first Grand Prix and I was like getting 55% and it was like it was very sobering <laughs> for sure and just like trying to get the 60% again was it was a challenge
2: it's not a, it's it's difficult uh, and whoever made the Facebook user with the bending of the horse rib yes that's quite correct that's a good answer there okay
1: good Um, let's see. Do we have any other questions? Here's one more. Um, Maggie, you have seen me with Eli and illusion thoroughbred recovering from Lyme. We've improved rhythm, working on suppleness and contact. He wants to fall out on his right shoulder through the turns. So when she's turning left, wants to fall right. When I ride and ask him to stack up on all fours, he becomes annoyed. I can ride him through it, but it can be difficult. I realized when doing groundwork, he wants to fall in on the right. I tended up holding my whip in the middle so I could easily tap both the shoulder and flank. Seemed to help, but is there another way? Do you have an answer for her?
2: I was reading these
1: questions, but I don't... <laughs> oh my god, there's just so much stuff on the screen. Hey? <laughs> Apparently, you have ADD. Okay, so I'll answer then. Okay. A lot of horses fall to the right that's like the most normal thing because most horses are weaker in the right hind leg so when you're going to the left and trying to turn to the left they're like really bulging out to the right yeah and when you're trying to turn right they're falling in on the right shoulder so definitely i think that doing it groundwork is really helpful to to supple that right side and teach the horse to move away from your right leg So keep doing that and whatever you're doing with a whip to make him move over, you know, get the reaction, get him to move over, reward, repeat. And then when you're riding, what I would recommend doing, like you said, he gets kind of annoyed, lots of changes of direction. So if I have a horse that like I can't turn left, like it really bulges left, what I do is I turn keep turning and when the horse finally like gives in and turns left then i go to the right and i turn to the right and when the horse turns to the right then i turn to the left again and i just do kind of this like unplanned serpentine to just teach the horse basically turn a little give turn a little give do you agree
2: i do and that actually answers this question
1: No one can see you pointing to the screen. (laughs) What's her question?
2: I'm working on tension issues, and I can't even, was it Evilander?
1: With my horse.
2: Vander. What's the name?
1: Ollivander.
2: I'm working on tension issues with my horse, and we're losing points on tests because he's not stretching fully in our free walk. Any tips? What she just said about the random serpentine, because that sounds like the horse is stiff straight and not supple straight. So you want to do that serpentine, obviously not at the test, but at home you want to do a serpentine at the walk so that you can get that suppleness. And you just do a little snaky turn and get access into the rib cage, get that inside hind leg moving over into the outside rein, and that'll supple him up. So that your answer for that also answered that, I thought.
1: Excellent all right everyone we have a lot of packing and preparing to do for our big sailing adventure.
2: adventure yes
1: hopefully the boat doesn't break i'll take some video if we have to get rescued
2: we never had to get. we rescued. had to get rescued, no, we, rescued. Didn't. we were fine the,
1: the um the boat with the sirens and the flashing lights came and us back in it's somewhere on my youtube channel if you guys are feeling really bored Go on my youtube channel like many many years ago and there's a video of us getting towed in on the sailboat so I know, it was
2: for, my friend my friend brian who works for towboat uh my friend brian and he's just a wonderful guy and uh he got to recall and he goes i knew it was you and there we were and we were fine we were, it was the engine failed and there was very light wind and so we were going to be sailing a long time
1: we were floating
2: yeah we were floating boat. basically there wasn't wind
1: anyway but It's hard for me to leave the horses, but sometimes it's good because it makes me appreciate my horses. So
2: So if all goes well, we'll see you guys next week.
1: (laughs) Good night, everyone.
0: So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions. And I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, Get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.